This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Lows to Highs. I hope you are all having a lovely day and welcome back. So in today's episode, I want to talk about a topic that I feel like we all just need to hear a little bit more about. Um, Self-love is such a prominent part of my life and it's been top of mind. I feel like since I was young, it kind of has been over the years. And there was a really long time where I kind of lost touch with loving myself in the capacity that I was deserving of loving myself. And over the years, I have essentially changed my perspective on what it means and how to build a healthier, more kind, more compassionate relationship with myself. Um, And so today I'm going to be explaining nine different ways that you can fall deeper in love with yourself and embody the ultimate meaning of self-love. And these nine things are practices and mindsets that I have really, really kind of embedded in my in in me that has really allowed me to develop and sustain a really healthy loving relationship with myself but before I get into these nine different tips or practices I do want to speak a little bit about the evolution of the perception of that I've had about myself because I think that level of color will show you who I was growing up to how my perception of myself changed and how I have essentially gotten out of that low headspace and now I am someone who's really content and happy with myself and and I'm not saying that in like an overly confident way but in a way that feels really authentic and pure. So with that, let's start from the beginning. So growing up, I was always someone who knew I was a little different. I was always a creative soul. I always danced to the beat of my own drum. I never cared what other people thought. I never looked at what other people were doing. I kind of just lived in my own truth and in my authenticity. Um, And one example that I wanna share is that when I was four years old, I was in the backseat of the car with my mom as the driver. And I guess I was just being a little brat in the back and my mom turned around and was like frustrated that I wasn't behaving. And she turned around and was like, if you don't behave, no one's gonna like you. 
which in retrospect is funny for a parent to say, but now it all makes sense. And at four years old, my response to my mom's comment was, well, I don't care if anyone likes me because I like me and that's all that matters. And so that is the mindset that I had at a very young age. And that belief kind of carried me throughout my early teens and into my teenage years. But it wasn't until I was in college that that kind of shifted and I started to let go of that belief and these new beliefs had flown into me that in retrospect were not serving me. When I was in college, and this was more so towards the end of my college experience, I didn't love myself. I would look in the mirror. I was not happy with what I saw. I never felt good enough for myself. I always was chasing the next thing and I never honored where I was. And at that time, I had accomplished a lot, but I always felt like I was behind. I felt, I always felt like I could be doing more or I had to fix certain things or I wasn't worthy of a relationship until I had my dream body or I wasn't capable of getting that job or if I got it, it wasn't because I was qualified. It was luck. Like I never just believed in myself and I never loved myself. And that then stemmed into social anxiety, that stemmed into loneliness, that stemmed into me being really confused of who I was. I was in that dark period for a very long time and I think a lot of it was because when you're in college or when you're in your early 20s and you're in those transformative years, it is so, so natural to compare yourself to other people. It's human nature to see what other people are doing or to see what everyone else is up to and compare your progress or compare your status or where you are currently at with that of others. And so throughout college, I was always, always comparing myself to other people that allowed me to not love myself in the capacity that I should have. But since then, I have been really working on myself and my mind in the past three, four years to get out of that headspace because I wasn't happy there. Like I was not... Who wants to wake up every day, look in the mirror, and not feel good about themselves? No one. And I knew that I that wasn't me. Like I knew that the way that I was nitpicking at myself was not the authentic Karin. Like I would always think back to my inner child and I would say, you know, how is it that this four-year-old had all of this confidence? And here I am with more knowledge, more wisdom, more love around me, more, you know, more success, more everything. And I feel less confident. So that's kind of that, that aha moment that I had where I was like, I need to get out of this. And before I dive into the top nine tips, just speaking a little bit more about that as well, is if you haven't already, I highly recommend you to watch 
Selena Gomez's documentary, My Mind and Me on Apple TV, it really does touch on this whole topic of self-love. Like in my mind, that was the common denominator in that entire documentary. And I've never really been a big fan of Selena Gomez. I've always respected her, but I never was someone to like listen to her music or follow her or whatever. And now I just have so much more respect for her. And throughout that entire documentary, I just felt very seen. And the things that she talked about and the struggles that she endured and the beliefs that hindered her happiness are all things that we are all simultaneously going through in one form or another. And maybe not to the same extent that she had it, but... I feel like it's something that's really relatable. But in the documentary, um, she took a trip to Africa and she was talking to all of these young girls at a school. And these women were just, they didn't have much and they were so happy and confident. And they truly lived their lives for themselves. They didn't care about relationships. They didn't care about status. All they wanted to do was prove to themselves, not prove to others. And there was a moment in the documentary documentary where Selena was reflecting on her experience and the conversation she was having with these, these women. And she was like, how is it that these girls have way more confidence than I do? And when I heard her say that, it was like, holy shit, wow, she's right. Like this beautiful pop star who everyone's obsessed with and who has all of this success and this fame is less happy than people across the world who come from nothing and really have nothing and it just puts things into perspective so i don't know that documentary really inspired me and there's i need to rewatch it again because there was just so much great wisdom and learnings from that that i'm going to be taking away with me and i think it's it's I highly recommend it. Okay, so now getting into the nine ways to embody self-love and fall in love with yourself again. So the first one is to be your own best friend. And what I mean by this is when you think about all of the friends that you have in your life, all of your close girlfriends or your friends that are guys or boyfriends or whatever, The common denominator with any friend is that you have fun with them. You know, you obviously have your deep moments and your inspiring moments and you have periods where there's ups and downs. But essentially, the reason why we choose our best friends is because we are able to be our authentic self with them and just have fun. So why can't we use that same perspective onto ourselves? So we need to treat ourselves like we're our own best friends by having fun with ourselves independently in solitude and what i mean by that is just letting your authentic colors shine unapologetically for example something that i've been doing lately that has brought me so much joy and i can't even describe it but like talk thinking about it right now is making me smile Anytime I'm in the car and I'm driving, I I go through like a lot of different music moods, but lately I've been in a really big high of just songs that you could sing along in the car and just belt out. 
and I have the worst singing voice and I will fully own that. But every time that I'm driving, I put on like a Britney Spears song or I'll put on Celine Dion or I'll put on Whitney Houston. I'll put the volume all the way high and I will just belt out to the songs and like with passion, with confidence and just sing. And sometimes if I'm at like a red light, I'll like pretend that I have a microphone and guess I'm doing this in a car while driving and there are people around me, but it's fine because I have fun with myself. And often I find myself in such a high frequency, smiling, dancing, vibing, having a great time with myself. And it just makes me feel alive. It makes me feel like I'm having fun with a friend when in fact I am my own friend. So that activity might not fit for you, but it could be you just simply dancing in your room, or it could be you having fun while cooking yourself a dinner. It could be you having fun while you're walking to your Pilates class or to your office. It's like those little in-between moments throughout your day. How can you have more fun with yourself? Because you are always with yourself. So just making yourself laugh, making yourself smile. And even if you do something cringy or embarrassing, just laugh with yourself about it. Like own it and be authentic. The second thing that I think is really important is to just be honest with yourself. You know, no matter how much self-love you grow to have, there will always be a part of you And maybe this is just my perspective and this isn't like a fact, but I feel like there will always be a part of us that is trying to fix some part. And I don't think that's a bad thing. In my mind, I actually think that's a good thing because that shows the curiosity and the drive to continuously become better. But we also need to be honest with ourselves of, What parts of myself do I just need to accept that this is it? Like, this is me? And what parts of myself do I really want to change that I have the power to change? You know, like, this is physical, but I don't have a symmetrical face. I never have, never will. And I've just accepted that I don't have Kendall Jenner's genes. And that is fine with me now. Like, I don't even think about it anymore. I don't care about it. Like... I've accepted that that's something I will never have. (laughs) That's it. Growing up, I used to always feel really self-conscious about my height. And I always used to feel short. And now I'm like, well, I can't change that. So I accept it. Like I'm 5'3 and that's that. And I love myself for that. One thing about me is I'm also a very stubborn person. And it is something that I am actively working on. But I've also accepted that that is just me like that is how i am that is my in my human nature i'm also someone who feels really really deeply and i'm affected by the emotions of the people around me and for such a long time i hated that like i hated how how deeply i felt and how the people around me's energy really affected my own and now i i've changed my perspective on that and i'm like Well, you know what? It's beautiful to feel things so deeply because that is me living in my human truth. We are given these emotions and these feelings for a purpose. And the fact that I'm able to go down so many layers is such a beautiful, magical thing. 
And when it comes to taking in the emotions of others, well, that just means that I care for other people and I and I see people for who they are and what they're experiencing and I try to find meaning of that. And those are parts of me that I just cannot change. And now I don't want to change them. But for the things that you do want to change, whether it's internally or physically, the reason why you have yet to accept it is because of your beliefs. And it's because we have this deep-rooted belief that I am this way and I always will be. Or I don't have the power to change this about myself. Or I'll never get there. Or it's nothing is working out in my favor. Or I'm not worthy enough. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's being honest with yourself and realizing, you know what? I don't believe it yet. I don't believe that I am healed yet. I don't believe that I'm worthy yet. I don't believe I'm credible yet or ready yet. And it's just acknowledging like, I can't force myself to believe something that doesn't feel authentic with me yet. And that is okay because that is you accepting where you are right now and honoring who you are in this moment. So it's it's like being like, you know what? Like, for example, I've had gut issues my entire life. I've talked about it on the show. And for a very long time in my gratitude journal, every morning I would write, I am healed. And I would try to persuade myself that if I change that belief, then it'll happen. And it came to a point where three months I was doing it and I wasn't healed yet, clearly. And I was like, well, you know what? Honestly, like, I don't believe this yet. So why am I forcing myself to repeat words that don't feel authentic or in resonance yet? And so I got real with myself and I was like, you know what? I don't believe this yet. I don't believe that I'm healed or I don't believe that healing is is coming anytime soon. But I do trust that one day I will. I do trust that one day I will be healed. But for now, all I can do is honor this part of me because I know it is hurting. You know, another example that I'm sure some of you might relate to is like, you know, believing that you're over someone and that you let go of your former lover. And that is so hard to like actually do. And often we force ourselves to believe, you know, I'm over him or yeah, I'm I'm done with that relationship or I deserve more. But when it comes down to it, you're still thinking about that person 24 seven from the second that you wake up to the second you fall asleep, you hear a song and you're reminded of them. So it's like, no, you're not over them. (laughs) And that's okay. Because you know what? You might not believe it yet, but you must trust that one day you will. And as far as now, all you can do is honor that part of you because it is still hurting. There is still something in that experience that you haven't absorbed the full lesson from. And until you do, you will be in that same space. But it's it's just this entirety of being honest with where you are at and not shaming yourself for it. The third thing is to place more weight on your inner beauty versus your external beauty. So as a woman, you know, I feel like not even as a woman, I take that back. Everyone goes through body dysmorphia or 
just nitpicking at their external features. I've done it. I do it. It's it's part of our culture and especially with social media, like that doesn't help obviously. We're always nitpicking at our physical selves. Sometimes when we look in the mirror, all we see is that. All we see is the fat on our on our stomachs or how our legs look or what our bodies look like in a certain outfit, you know, how does my hair look, is my skin clear, all of those physical attributes. But do we ever really look at ourselves internally? And what I mean by that is when you look in the mirror, are you only seeing the physical self or are you looking, are you also seeing your internal magical world? Probably not. (laughs) And what I want to get to, and I will in a few minutes, is that when you place weight on your inner beauty over your external beauty, you will be radiating from the inside that then translates externally. So to give some backstory, when I was in college, honestly, I had better skin. I was more physically fit. I looked probably better in my outfits, but I was so broken on the inside and I had so much hatred to my, for myself that anytime I looked in the mirror, I felt miserable. Now, in my current state, even though my skin is breaking out and my stomach is bloated and some of my outfits don't fit me the way that they used to or whatever it is, I am so at peace inside because of how happy I am with my mindset, my beliefs, my personality, my kindness, and how I see the world that it truly radiates from inside of me to the outside. So now when I look in the mirror, I see my inner beauty shine through and it just overpowers all of my physical attributes. And so how, so how do we place more weight on our inner beauty? It's really just getting to know who you are at your core. What is your mindset? What is your personality? How do you treat others? How do you see the world? How do you interact with people? How do you care for other people? All of these things that are inside of us, dissect your version of that and what is intrinsic to you and start loving those pieces of yourself. So if you're like, you know what, I am so, I love how, I love the way that I treat strangers and how I look at everyone and I don't judge them. That is a part of you that is inside that needs more, that should hold more weight than what your body looks like. So things like that. So just a little exercise is to, is to take note of what parts of you inside are so beautiful that you want to hold more weight to than all of your physical things. And of course, you know, external beauty is important. You know, we all want to feel beautiful and I won't ever deny that. I certainly do. And of course, there are days when I look in the mirror and I'm like, damn, she looks good. And I want that. I I love that I'm able to do that now. But it didn't stem from me losing weight or me changing my body or me evolving my body it stemmed from me doing the internal work and once I felt 
peace from within, then I found peace with my external body. And that's when I lost the weight. That's when all the other things happened. The fourth is to remove your self-worth from external factors and instead place them on internal factors. So this kind of goes hand in hand with what I just mentioned in number three, but it's essentially detaching your self-worth from things that exist outside of you, like jobs, boyfriends, girlfriends, friendships, money, status, the things that you have in your closet, your home. And the reason why is because those things fluctuate as you move through life. So one day you have a job, a year from now you might not have that job. So if you place your worth on that job, once that job is taken away from you, your worth will drop down as well. When you are in a part you have a partner and you place all of your self-worth at their expense and what they think of you and what they feel for you, if they leave, then your self-worth goes with them right? So why would we give weight to something that isn't fixed, that is not permanent to tell you what you're worth? Instead, give weight to the things that are inside of you and those internal factors that make you you to tell you what you're worth. The fifth one is to visualize your higher self through meditation. So this is something that I've been doing for like two, three years now, and it is probably one of my favorite activities or like parts of my daily practice is that every time that I meditate, obviously I'm imagining things and I'm visualizing things, but a really big component of what I visualize and what I imagine is the higher version of myself. So I ask myself, okay, well, how would she walk? How would she think? How would she act in a certain situation? What would she believe? What would she do? Where would she go? How would she smile? How would she dance? What would her mindset be? And I start to really imagine this higher version of myself. And when I get out of the meditation, I'm like, that's the person that I'm striving to be. That version of me that is higher than who I am today. And The beauty in that is if you are able to visualize your higher self, then that person exists. They are no no different than the you that is living and breathing right now. The only difference is their energy and their mindset and their beliefs. So if you were able to visualize them and you were able to imagine their presence and the feelings associated with being that person then they are there and they are up for grabs. And all you need to do is tap into them in your reality, in the present moment. So for example, one day I was meditating and this was like back when I was looking for a new job. And in my meditation, I was visualizing how would how would Karin act if she didn't get this dream job that she was looking for. And I just visualized, well, if she doesn't get the dream job, she'll be okay because she trusts and she knows that something better is on the way. And when I got out of that meditation, deep down I knew I was gonna be getting my dream job, honestly, like that was my intuition. 
But when I got out of the meditation, I was like, well, if this doesn't work out, I'm fine. And I immediately tapped into my higher self. Whereas if I feel like if I didn't do that meditation and I didn't think about that, I might have gotten news that I didn't get that job and I probably would have been frustrated and I would have played the victim card and I would have been confused and I would have been stressed, etc. So that's just like a very minor example of visualizing and imagining your higher self and then tapping into them in your reality in the present moment. The sixth one is to be your own cheerleader. I actually have a whole episode about this where I dive deeper, but I figured it was worth adding to this because it is a huge part of self-love. We often just do not celebrate our wins. Whether they're big wins or small wins, we don't celebrate ourselves. And it's so, so sad because no one knows how hard it was to achieve what you achieved. No one knows how hard it was for you to heal that part of you. No one knows what you went through and the dark thoughts that you had or the struggles that you endured or the anxious emotions and all the different layers and levels that you went through to get to where you are today. And so we need to celebrate those wins, even if they are small. Anytime something great happens in my life now, I celebrate it and I celebrate myself. And it doesn't have to be anything extreme. Like, yes, if you want to go get a massage or treat yourself to an expensive Uber Eats dinner, like by all means do that. I do that too sometimes. But it can also be as simple as just looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I am so proud of you for this. Or walking down the street and seeing your reflection in a glass door and being like, you know what? I like that girl. That girl's crushing it today. She's here. She's trying her best. I support her. It's as simple as that. Just really allowing yourself to arrive and celebrate once you do arrive. The seventh tip is to forgive yourself. Sometimes we marinate so deeply on our past that really hinders our ability to love ourselves in the present moment. Sometimes we wish we did something or we wish we took ourselves out of a situation that was toxic or we regret a specific experience. And in the present moment, you're probably like, oh, like, I wish I did this or I can't believe I did that or how in the world did I let myself get treated that way? But it's like realizing that you did the best you could at that time with the information that you had back then, with the knowledge that you had at that point in your life. But in the present moment, you can either let it eat you alive and continuously be in this loop of suffering, or you can absorb the lessons that it brought and allow those lessons to ignite a better version of yourself now. So it's really being honest with yourself and saying, you know what? What happened, happened, but I forgive myself for it. I am allowing myself to move past this because that situation or that experience no longer defines me. I learned my lesson. I gained knowledge. I learned deeper about myself from that experience, but I now am ready to forgive myself and I'm now ready to move into a better version of myself. 
The eighth one is to stop comparing yourself to people. We all do this and we all need to stop doing this. Even just last year, I found myself constantly comparing myself to the friends around me and like what they had and their jobs and their financial status and their wardrobe and their love life and their family relationships. And then one day I woke up and I was like, I have so much in my life that they don't have, nor will they ever have. And that's not a good or bad thing, but it's as simple as realizing that each and every one of our lives is in its entirety is so beyond unique. Like no one else will ever have the same experiences as you or the same friendships as you or the same level of love as you or the same exact career as you and or the same family relationship as you. And, and even if you know, your family life isn't healthy right now, or your health isn't at its best, or your love life is dry, or your career isn't flourishing yet, that's okay because you're on your own path. And you cannot compare your page 20 to someone else's page 100, just as they cannot compare their chapter on love with your chapter on love. It's not apples to apples. And once you stop comparing yourself to other people, you essentially let go of this resistance of trying to fit the mold of what other people are doing and you start walking in your own human truth. You are now walking in your own path that only you can walk on that will lead you to the right places and the right doors. So if you want to stop comparing yourself, like get off social media, mute people, or don't keep tabs on what other people are doing and stop you know placing your worth on what other people have or what other people have accomplished it has nothing to do with you and nor should it ever have anything to do with you and so the ninth one this is something that i've recently been thinking about and i actually needed this reminder And I actually heard it in a podcast and I can't remember which one it was. It might have been Skinny Confidential. It might have been Jay Shetty. But this tip is to allow yourself to just exist. And my brand, ECNU, has always been rooted in this notion of becoming a better version of your yesterday self. And I love that and I will forever preach that. I don't believe in having a best version of yourself because in my mind that means there's a, a limit and a threshold that you will eventually meet. Whereas up until the day that I die, I want to continuously keep growing and becoming better and better and better, right? However, when I was listening to this podcast, they were talking about how if you constantly rely on yourself to get better and better and better, when do you allow yourself to just exist as you are today? When I heard that, I was like, holy shit, I never thought about that. Like, when are we allowing ourselves to just exist? And this is something that I need to do more myself, but that's why I'm sharing it with you guys. And so one example that I do want to share to give a bit more color to what I mean by that is over the years, I've struggled a lot with my weight, is that I have struggled with my weight a lot over my life and it's it all stems from my health issues and although it stemmed from my health issues it then turned to me having a poor relationship with my body right and sadly 
my gut issues really ignited my fear for food and my fear for for different types of workouts and all these different things. But over the past 12 months, I really started to find gratitude in what my body can do. And I started to surrender to my healing of the relationship I had with my body. And about six months ago, I truly saw drastic changes in my body composition, my weight, my muscle. But the best part was I saw a complete shift in the relationship I had with food and my body. And although at this current point in time, I do want to get more fit. I do want to have an even better relationship with food and not think about like what I'm eating or not question, oh, should I have this today? Like there are still parts of my my life that that happens, but because it's so embedded in me. But I also realized and I had a really honest conversation with myself recently where I was like, you know what? I am so damn proud of myself for how far I've come in this specific topic of my life and how I rarely have any food guilt or I rarely stress if I didn't work out one day or I rarely think about the calories that I'm eating. And although, yes, I still want to get more toned and I still want to have like defined abs and have an even healthier relationship with food, I love where I am right now and I want to celebrate that and I want to just exist as this version of myself and honor where I am right now because honoring that progress as I'm existing right now is what allows me to love myself in this present moment and I'm not striving to love a future version of myself, I'm loving the current version of myself. And so that is something that I'm actually trying to embody more is like, yes, I always want to become better and I can always become better, but there's a difference with becoming a better version of yourself because you're not happy with where you are today, but becoming a better version of yourself while loving who you are today. So those are my nine tips. I hope it inspired you. I hope it gave you some new nuggets of wisdom. I hope it changed your perspective on a few things. And I hope as you're listening to the end of this, I hope you finish this podcast and go out today and do something that shows your love for yourself, whether it's celebrating yourself, it's forgiving yourself, it's allowing yourself to just exist, it's having fun with yourself, whatever it is, I hope you go out there today and really embody the things that I talk about. And I hope you take nine of these tips or at least one of these tips and bring it into your daily practice um and that's it for today lots of love wishing you all an amazing rest of your day bye guys